0: You can win. Let me take it lower. As long as you keep your hair to the sky... Got me? Oh, okay. All right, folks, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. I'm your host, two-time wrestling champion stand-up comic, Jared Waters. Forgive for the delay. This podcast is sponsored by no other than Joe Saffo, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Saffo, one of my nearest and dearest friends who told me, get your raggedy anus up and record this <laughs> record this podcast. I've caught up on your life, and he's a doctor, and he doesn't have time to listen to podcasts. So shout-out to Joe Saffo. We'll let you know what's going on with this world. Also, this podcast is sponsored by... Hillside Bourbon Company. Hillside Bourbon Company is a company that was created out of love for bourbon friendship and camaraderie and the idea of quality time. Great conversation enjoying good spirits brought this team together. Our vision is fueled by optimism, integrity, and a sense of responsibility to build a successful household of bourbon brand that people can cherish and love. Our story is unique. We are a collective group of individuals from different career paths and backgrounds. This is our strength as we are able to apply our professional experience to provide unmatched service to our customers. And if you're in uh, Kentucky right now and there's uh, O'Hillside Bourbon been happening at the Kentucky Derby. If you're in California, it's in California, North Carolina. It's sweeping all over, and they're our sponsors for this podcast. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's jump right into it. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Oh, freak, it's my cousin's birthday today, my cousin Jennifer Perry. Let's, let's call her and see if she'll answer. Call has been to an voice Dang, system. I don't even got her number anymore. Hold on. Five, Hold on, here we go. Cousin may answer the phone. It's not available.
1: At the tone, please record your message. When you finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options.
0: Hey Jen, this is Jared Waters, two-time wrestling champ. Uh, I want to call and say happy birthday, madam. I hope your birthday was swell. You know, I know it's hard growing up light-skinned in America, and you know that's not the way God intended it to be. But I love you so much. If you're free, call me back. You know my number: eight one three bleep 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 bleep. Uh, 5807. So uh call me back, madam. All right. I love you so much. Hope your birthday as well. See you later. Well, uh yeah, that was uh, that was my cousin. She ain't there right now. Uh let's let's just review. Um a lot of people have been hitting me up. Some of you hit me up. There was a shooter in New York City, that's where I currently live in New York City. Uh on the in train or a train in Brooklyn near Park Slope. Uh what happened was he threw the smoke grenades out. And uh, he was 66 years old, 66 years old, and started shooting people. Obviously, I I don't know, he shot people, and he was shooting people's legs. And then uh, everyone rushed out the train, but he stayed on the train. He switched, he, like, left the car and went to another train and went all the way down to, if I'm not mistaken, to the West Village, called the police on himself and said, hey, I'm at McDonald's, come get me. And uh, this guy on the street got him, which was funny. Not funny about the whole thing, but this guy on the street is all like, yeah, I I called him, I called him, I called him. But us uh, rest in peace. Not, well, nobody died, so not rest in peace. But uh, you know, it's it's uh, we live in Metropolis. It's just Gotham City, so anything can happen. Thank you, everybody who called me and texted me. I was in the Bronx Zoo when it happened, so I was so far away from that. And uh, you know, when you're looking on your phone for like something, and people are like, brruh, brruh. I'm like, what happened? What's going on? Then my sister, she texted me at six o'clock in the afternoon, in the evening, telling about, Hey, you all right? I'm like, this this event's already gone already. But uh, yeah. That's what's happening in New York, but all is well. I'm safe. I'm safe and sound. So let's let's get through. A lot of stuff we missed, a lot of topics. Everybody just seemed like Jared. I was like, all right, no problem. What's been happening is, um, let me explain to you what's happening in comedy. In comedy right now, there's a festival called the Just for Last Festival, right? It's one of the biggest festivals in New York City. We talked about it you know, a couple episodes back. It's not in New York City. It's around the world. It's in Montreal, but you have to do auditions to get to Montreal. So everyone's, you know, you, 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 you're analyzing your life pretty much. You're analyzing your set, and that's what I was doing these past two months. I've been, like, you know, getting the perfect tape. You want to get the perfect tape, and I'm a perfectionist, so I'm like, oh, I I stumbled on this joke. I should have let that joke breathe some more. And then I came to the realization when I'm looking at everybody doing their Just for last audition, I was like, man, how many people in New York City talk about teaching? You know, some people, like, some of like, these comments are not even real teachers. They're, like, substitute teachers, but they talk about being a teacher or their paras or whatever like that. But sometimes I had to analyze my center, like, man, how do you stand out if everyone's talking about the same subject? Even though my jokes about teaching are more about, like, coworkers instead of, like, about the students a little bit because I teach kindergarten. But, um... You know, some people teach adults, so they have different type of humor. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to do myself and not talk about it at all. So I've been working these past two months, just like not cutting it out of my bit, like when I get on the road, but just like finding new ways to just talk about me. You know what I mean? Even though that's a big part of myself, you know, I'm a freaking night walker, a day walker. That's what they call ourselves. So I've been working on that. And uh, I've been in Tampa. I went to Tampa a month ago. And this guy named Bob Sumner, if you're not who Bob Sumner, he's the man who created Deaf Comedy Jam, right? So he did a showcase and BT, aka the owner of Spide Splitters, uh, he called me. Goes, it'd be beho behoove you to come down to Tampa. and, You know, just get a look in front of this guy. And I was like, all right. And I, you know, I want to see my family and stuff like that. So I go down to Tampa just for one night, one night only. Go to Tampa, do the uh uh the showcase. We talked afterwards. He really enjoyed my set. And he asked me like, where do you live? I was like, I live in Harlem. What, you live in Harlem? I was like, yeah. He goes, you know, I booked the Apollo. I said, yeah, that's what I'm trying. <laughs> He goes, how did it take you to Channel, Florida, get in front of me? I said, well, I don't know, but I'm here in front of you. So let's talk about the Apollo. Let me get that. It's literally by my house. So we chop it up. We get each other's numbers. So everything goes well. It was a really nostalgic moment seeing comics I haven't seen in like dang near five years. I mean, people I started out with, Cam, Bertrand, J- J- J.B. Ball. J.B. Ball started a little before me in Tampa. When I got there, he was already established. But um, Cam, Bertrand, Rio, Paris. Uh, younger comics that I remember when they were babies and now they're like featuring and stuff like that. And uh, older comics, Ron Hortman, uh, Ken Miller. So it was good just seeing people, just seeing people like, oh man, I'm glad you're doing well. And uh, JB, he was, uh, he's the one that won Florida's Vines first and he lives in California and he writes for uh, Kevin Hart's TV show on Disney, oh, not Disney Plus, uh, Discovery, not Discovery, uh, Paramount Plus, whatever it is, he writes for that. So it's just dope watching him. Like, get what he deserves, you know. He's been our, he was like one of our guys that we knew as soon as he took off. He was going to take off. Super funny. And it was dope watching everybody just grow into people, how everybody's humor is different. Uh, I talked to my real Rio Paris, and I was telling him he's thinking about moving to New York. I was like, all right, cool. So he, when I go back to Tampa, you have all these nostalgic moments where you're talking. You know, my parents are older, so they have, like, different type of wisdom. I'm talking to my pop sitting down by the pool, and he goes, when do you uh, take off? And I was like, what do you mean take off? He goes, like, when do you take breaks? And I was like, pops, ain't no breaks in the city, man. Like, you know, stand-up happens at night, so I go home and take a rest, work out, then I pop back up. He goes, make sure you take a night off just to rest. Trust me, you know, I worked 20 years in the middle. He did 27 years, lieutenant colonel. And he's like, you got to rest. Sometimes just take a moment to rest. So I've been not not taking days off, but, like, Saturdays and Sundays like, my rest day. I rest from, you know, 8 to, like, 7. I'd sit in the house, do stuff and doodle, but I just can't stay sitting down. So what's happening tomorrow is I'm headed to Toronto, Canada. Toronto, and I'll be taking a rest. Uh, we have hanging out there. Uh, the wedding anniversary's out there. So we will just be going to Toronto to chill, meet people, link up. So that's me. No comedy in Toronto. So everyone that was hitting me up, thank you so much. Uh, there'll be no comedy in Toronto happening. It's just me. Uh, and this week we're going to be dropping our podcast with my dog, Rachel. She is from Toronto, a small world. As we did a podcast, I met her in New York, and now I'm going to her part of the woods in Toronto. So, yeah, that's what's happening. Uh, everyone's talking about the Chris Rock and Will Smith has kind of died down now. We can, like, take perspective on it. Uh, if you're not aware, Chris Rock made a joke at the Oscars, and, uh, Will Smith smacked him. Uh, he made it about Jada Pinkett Smith, and Will Smith smacked him. And a lot of people have been taking the, uh, Will Smith route. But a lot of people have been taking Chris Rock's route, and I'm kind of biased, because Chris Rock is my favorite stand-up comedian of all time. If you don't understand what Chris Rock has done for comedy, Chris Rock really took comedy and put it back into joke writing in bits because for a while it was just silly act-outs, which is cool, silly act-outs are just like, just people just like being vulgar and stuff like that. And Chris Rock made it about stand-up and he brought urban culture and he brought like mainstream culture and meshed it together and brought the episode Bring the Pain, which is one of the greatest comedy specials in the world. So he makes a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, he makes it about her, let's just play it, here we go.
1: And his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win. <laughs> <laughs> he is praying that Will Smith wins, it's like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. GI Jane, too. Can't wait to see it. All right. <laughs> 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 it's that was a, That was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. <laughs> oh wow Wow Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Leave my Z- wife's name out your
0: fucking mouth We go, yeah, with this podcast is was a Christian podcast, we're gonna keep it simple. But uh yeah. Initially Will Smith laughed at the joke, looked at his wife's eyes, Jada, and smacked him. We gonna before we commentate, I wanna get uh, Steve Harvey Uncle Steve Harvey's take on it. Here we go.
1: Now, but now, let me tell you something. That's a Hollywood move now. To go up there on national TV, slap another black man, turn around your back, and walk off because you know he can't do nothing. See, and I know this. I know he know this because we have been in Hollywood long enough. So now to turn your back. And walk off, you gonna slap the dude and then turn around and walk off. You know in real life that that, that is the way this gonna go. You already but know. But you know what no. And, and, no. and 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 rock is a Jersey boy. So no. So and I didn't think the moment was that. And I think he overreacted, like Carla said. He paid too much into the moment. His acceptance speech, that was raggedy, apologizing to the academy. Uh, but, but but here's what yeah, I think is gonna happen. That. When go this go down and wake up the right way. There's going to be some type of banning from the Oscars of Will Smith. Yeah. Because, look, they took Kanye
0: off. The- All right, that was uh, Steve Harvey. And what happened, he was right. Uh, Will Smith just got banned for 10 years from the Oscars and Grammys. I think he can win an Oscar, but he's banned. So that's just like you just can win Grammys, but you can't show up to the award show. But who gives an F? You can make a speech from your house like T.O. did. But uh, I, I think I think Will Smith overreacted. I think a lot of people... You know, who's probably got relationship issues like, oh, you got to defend his wife. But I think people have to realize this. Let me slow down. Chris Rock is 60 years old. He's 60 years old. If you have a parent in your 60s, ask them about what they know about Will Smith and Jada Pinkin Smith in the last two years. It's not going to be of her alopecia. Because they said Legenda has alopecia. It's not going to be about that. It's going to be what's happening with her and the entanglement. Because that's only the news there. I thought Chris Rock took a smart angle by not talking about the entanglement. And just making it about like, you know, G.I.J. and someone strong and everything else. Or he made a joke, a double, he probably made the joke about her career doing straight to DVD movies. Because G.I.J. may be like that. But uh, you can tell Will Smith, he was frustrated about something else. And we love Will Smith. I love Will Smith too. I never met him. But I know a lot of people who write for his TV show, they write... Let me break it down. A lot of comedians write for a lot of things you see Will Smith does, like with his uh, Instagram, his TikTok, and everything else. You guys are doing it with a phone. He's doing it with a production company. So that's why it's weight levels above everyone else. He got drones. He got everything else. So he's putting, like, movie-making material into a small platform. So that's why it's so great. So a lot of people, comedians, they throw him ideas and stuff like that. They help him write his jokes and everything, which is cool. I think Will Smith just, you know, he's he's been through a lot, you know what I mean? People making fun of him, stuff like that. And if you talk about the Oscars, Laverne Cox walked up to Will Smith and Jada Pinkett and Smith was like, all right, no more entanglements, y'all. I'm like, are you crazy? You said that to his face? So he's probably just tired of the butt of the old jokes and smack Chris Rock, you know? And the thing about it is, I don't think what people don't understand is, like, if you got tired of, like, average people making jokes about your marriage, you just woke up an animal. If you think Chris Rock is going to... Just imagine what's happening when Chris Rock really starts making jokes about your wife and really starts making jokes about everything else because they know each other since the 90s. You know, they go, we got, we got, they got history with each other. But uh, uh, I talked to some comics who spoke to Chris Rock. Chris Rock is in good spirits. He said he didn't know that she had alopecia. But uh, um, uh, I, I can't, how can I? Uh, Tony Rock was saying that, you know. His, his mama hurts, hits harder than Chris, which is good. I think that a lot of people are saying that Tony and Chris are going to get back together. And I think that this Wilson smack was a good thing because they're going to bring Tony and Chris together. And a lot of people don't understand what Tony Rock and Chris Rock do when they get together. You know what I mean? Because. Well, last time they were on together on the road, that's when Bring the Pain happened. Chris Rock made that joke, the famous joke, niggas versus black people. And Tupac Shakur stepped to Chris Rock in Oakland. And Tony and his brother was like, what up, what up? And Chris Rock and uh, Tupac, they had a, a disagreement, but Tupac stood down a little bit. This is all documented inside the the special. But uh, a lot of people keep making fun of Chris Rock. So, I wouldn't have got smacked. I wouldn't have got smacked. I'm like, a lot of y'all would have got smacked. If you get smacked at your job right now... <laughs> I think if Chris Rock does his new special, he should just call it Bring the Pain Two and go, Everybody talking about what happened if you get smacked. Some of you UPS workers on your last strike. You get smacked by your boss. Y'all not gonna do nothing. <laughs> but I really think that um I think his new special is gonna be is gonna be freaking amazing. Uh what I'm gonna say is, in a respectful way, like a lot of people think, like, you know, because he got smacked, uh, that wuss, that Chris Rock is like a platypus. You got to think about it like this, man. If you don't know anything about Chris Rock, I'm gonna play this clip. This is Chris Rock about his anger issues. Like Chris Rock did a very noble thing not to do it. This is Chris Rock, a clip about Chris Rock and his how to maintain his anger issues. You ready? Here we go, baby.
1: And I was we- weirdly smaller than my younger brothers, uh-huh. so it was a weird thing where your brothers, like, hey, so and so down the block bothered me, and I'm, I'm like, I gotta fucking go protect. Oh, Andre and I told oh, him, yeah wow. And I'm fucking smaller than them. So anyway, one day a guy, a guy really disrespected me really bad, like mushed me at a party, and like mushed me and pushed, like kind of like kicked sand on my face in front of yeah. girls and shit. And I went home. I put a brick in a book bag. This is like a legendary story in my life. Bad boys, right? yeah. And I fucking swung that shit and smacked this guy in the face with this brick and then stomped him Joe Pesci style. Wow. Now, to the point we thought he might die for like, even like three days later, every time a cop or whatever would come through the block would be like, we're literally talking about ways of getting me this down South, like that would have helped. Long story short, from that day on, as, as my shrink, puts it to me you have been scared to be angry ever since Mm. so i so the guy you saw was bending over backwards to be nice because i was so scared of my anger Mm -hmm. yeah i see i was frightened of what you know my my shrink my good the good shrink i got you know <laughs> like the top top guy there's good ones and bad ones <laughs> there's good ones and bad ones
0: so yeah that's pretty much Chris Rock talking about his anger issues man I'm a I'm a rock head and that's doing that but uh it takes restraint to do that and to be hit in public and stuff like that but shout out to Chris Rock uh you know he's gonna recover fine he's on the road right now doing shows I said he's not gonna talk about the the Will Smith thing until he gets paid and I believe it. he's about to get whoo, he's about to get paid for real. He is about to get paid in the shade. Uh, A lot of other things happening. Uh, Tom Brady came back to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I was actually in Tampa when it happened. And people were literally on the street honking. We get it. We're back. (laughs) We're back. We did it. We're back. We're back. Uh, But yeah, Tom Brady's back. Uh, other news, oh, which maybe when I was in Tampa, I was talking to my dog, Rio, and he had shown me, like, this this article about, like, Dave Chappelle being at the stand and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I was there. He goes, what? You're there for Busta Rhymes? Sometimes it, like, makes me realize, like, oh, freak, I'm I'm freaking, uh, you know, I live in New York City. Sometimes I pinch myself all the time. like, be like, yo, we living in these big cities, big lights. Anything can happen. Um, it's been just a good two months. We've been doing a lot of stuff um been a lot of weird things that happened to me uh the other night I was dropping my dog Reggie off in the Bronx on Wednesday nights when I drive our shows every Wednesday in Arcadia Bar we're about to move it back to Astoria Park when it heats up because New York City's been kind of cold out here so we're waiting till it heats up again I'm dropping him off and I see and I'm dropping Reggie off and Reggie goes hey man you mind turning back around I think I see a dead body I'm like what so I pull back around, and I see a cop car. And I say, hey, man, we found a... Like, I, I was like, I think there's a guy who jumped off a building. He might be dead. Can you come check it out? But the way I asked the cop, I was like, hey, are you guys busy? They're like, what? I was like, no. Nah. I like, all right, cool. And I said that so people wouldn't think that we found the body. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we had nothing to do with it. So we pull around, and the cops walk up. I say, like, hey, what happened? He goes, we just came here, and his body was on the ground. And his legs were mangled, and his eyes were, like, looking open. And they check his pulse, and they're like... Um, he's not gonna make it he's dead I was like dang so he's dead and next you know they go through his hand they go through his uh his pockets and pull out his wallet and find out where he lives so they go to the apartment building and uh they tell his wife and she comes out and she's like comes out screaming like what is he freaking dead is he freaking dead let me know if he's dead Jesus Christ is he dead or not he goes we need to wait for the paramedics to find out is he breathing someone check if he's breathing and then she like falls down and she goes, He put on his shoes to go outside. He told me he was going outside. He has mental issues. He jumped from the twenty fifth floor all the way down. Boom. Died off impact. And dig this out. The week uh, literally three weeks later, my boy sends me uh the uh the what's not the not the the little pamphlet for the funeral. His wife killed herself. Well, they found his wife unresponsive. Literally two weeks later after they did. So that's uh Rest in peace to to Taylor Hawkins and Victor Hawkins. Those are the people who passed away. Uh, I got a weird message on Facebook. I, Facebook. I realize how old I am because like, when I tell these young dudes, like, oh, yeah, I'll check Facebook. Like, what is that? I'm like, all right. But this girl hits me up. Her name is Ruth. And uh, she goes, hey, you have a mutual friend with RJ Bethea. Can you tell me if he's all right? And i was like, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if he's all right or not. She goes, can you at least help me find him? And uh, R.J. Betheia is a, uh, a true friend of mine. I met R.J. when we were in eighth grade. When I moved, lived in uh, lived in Japan. And uh, we were just, like, just running. Anything I could think of to get in trouble, R.J. was down to get in trouble. I mean, we robbed. We would break into uh, uh, these vending machines where you could, like, well, me and Joe used to shake the vending machines to get drinks, but R.J. was so tall he would stick his hands and pull it out. And about five years ago when I was in Tampa, uh he randomly writes me. I was like, RJ, where are you? He goes, I'm in Tampa right now. I was like, well, freak, let's link up. So we link up. And I can tell he wasn't all the way healthy mentally. You know, like he yeah, was talking to his girlfriend at the time and she was telling me she's taking care of him and stuff like that and trying to keep him out of trouble. And it's hard because is very street smart, very witty and stuff like that. But book smart, he wasn't. I think he probably had maybe, I don't know what he had, but you know, book smart he wasn't you know he didn't really like school I was gonna say books smart, he just didn't like school but he's very good at basketball he might be six foot five six foot five nice at basketball but uh I don't think he graduated high school and he started playing like like some type of development ball and everything didn't work out right so he's finding like what he's gonna do without basketball and you can tell it hurts him tell it hurts him like something that you live your whole life to play basketball and then it doesn't work so uh we're just chilling and uh I can just tell he wasn't happy, and I, he told me he got caught up with, like, drugs one time, and I told RJ, "Look, dog, if you need me, just hit me, dog, just let me know. I live in Tampa, man, let's just link up. So we linked up a few times, linked up with Paris, and uh, it's not a fear that I have, but, you know, I'm just worried about, like, people I went to high school with, you know, because we're all, I'm worried about millennials in general, because we all look at life completely different. You know, sometimes one bag mistake can, like, fall the rest of your life. So just prayers up for R.J. Bethia, man. It reminds me so much of my dog Shamar. Uh uh Shamar, if you don't know Shamar How's one of, we we pretty much started this podcast in an not an honor to him or memorial Rambo. like we used to do all these long conversations and I always told myself I wish I would have recorded them because now we would have had these stories and his children could have heard like us talking on a podcast and I had the equipment. And I never thought, like, I should just record this. You know, we were just talking for three hours. So we should have recorded it. But it was his birthday, February, February, March 1st, which is February 29th. He was a leap year, baby. And uh, he's been gone for, what, eight, seven years? Been gone for seven years. It's not a day that I go past. I don't miss this crazy platypus. But uh, RJ gives me those vibes a little bit like, yo, RJ, I just want you to stay living, man. So let me know if you need anything. And if you listen to this podcast, you know a guy named R.J. Bethaya. Just hit me up, let me know. Uh, we want to wish happy birthday to my dog, Marcus Best. Another one of my dogs served in the military. Uh, Marcus, we go back fifth grade. Fifth grade. We met in uh, Greenville, North Carolina. Both our parents were in the military. And then we went to college together. We've <laughs> we, were, we were, done almost everything together. He was the flower girl in my, my wedding. And he's 34. And if you need your taxes done, oh, taxes might be over. But if you do... Uh, he's a financial consultant and that dude's a real deal. So, uh, oh, so we're just going to end it like this. We got, oh, some, some topics that's going on. Oh, happy birthday to Phil Perry. That's my dog, Phil Perry. Happy birthday to Jarita Waters. That's my cousin. Uh, a lot of people have asked me about Peter Garacci. I've seen these emails, Peter Garacci. Peter Garacci is the podcast we did about gambling on love, and Peter Garacci is doing well. Peter Garacci is now the manager of the Comedy Shop, one of the nicest restaurants slash comedy places now, and he gets up every night. So this man has changed his life, and it's amazing how when you have something to give to someone, the reactions change. Like now comments are like, hey, man, what's up, Peter? What's going on? Hey, Peter, you think I can get about five minutes? What's up, Pete? Hey, what's up, Pete? Hey, what's up, Pete? Pete, what's going on, Pete? But uh, we call him Don, the Don Peter, because he's an Italian dude. Uh, him and his girlfriend, they just broke up again. Uh, but he just went to our house to fix her drywall. Or she said to paint, paint her living room. That's the weirdest breakup. Like, I broke up with you. But can you come to my house and fix the living room and fix the shutter glass? So who knows with them. Uh, I did watch the Gerard Carmichael special. And it was great. I thought it was shot the way. Uh, yeah, that was the screen looking at the producers. Yeah. Shot the way Bill Cosby watches himself. If you haven't watched it yet, I asked anybody to watch that special. We can go in more depth, give people some more time to do it. Rest in peace to Archie Eversol. If you don't know who Archie Eversol, he had the he had the song We Ready. And if you ever play football, if you're from the South or Midwest, that is like the football theme song. We ready, we ready, we ready, we ready. He uh, was killed by his brother. was killed by his brother. Uh... Really sad. Really sad. He's killed by his brother, and we'll end it with this. Here we go. We ready? We
1: ready? We ready. We ready, ho.
0: Let me tell you, Archie you ever saw man, he had the South Midwest rocking for football. We ready for y'all, but uh, yeah, man, that's that's what's happening now. This is the Woody's Roundup. We're going to be dropping the podcast with my girl Rachel. Rachel's from Toronto, Canada. She is a art therapist. That's what she does. Uh, like for uh, therapy, you using therapy through art. That's what we're doing. Uh, comedy's going as well. Uh, what show am I at? My goal this year is 850 shows. We're, uh, um, I think we're almost, we're not at 400 yet, but 300. We're at 300 right now. Shout out to everyone who comes to our show. This show's been like freaking packed out these past few months at Arcadia Bar. It's uh, in Astoria, Queens. So let us know if you want to go there. Uh, good news. Last night, I forget I can share the news. Effing. I got passed at another comedy club called The Stand. So if you're not in New York City, not a New York City comic, there's A rooms, there's B rooms, C rooms. So the A rooms are the ones that, you know, all the A-list people drop in. It's the top of the cream. Those are the comedy cellar, village cellar. It's like all the cellar down there, right, and the stand. I would say they're like A rooms, both A rooms. And it's good to be passed at an A room because your network level is different, right? Not saying that a B room is not like that. So, for example, like um, I'm going to... I'm leaving. Like, it's 12 o'clock in the morning. I got to run to another show because I close out every show, Monday through Thursday, at Broadway Comedy Club. That's I set up that schedule so I have the last spot of the night so I can work out stuff. And that's what I do. It. And I get up at 6 a.m. That's what the life I chose, right? So I take those spots. So as I'm going to the this spot, this, this legend, he's an OG comic, walks up to me and goes, uh, Hey, what's up, young blood? I said, what's going on, chief? How are you? All is well and blessed. And he goes, um, where are you headed? Because so I'm headed to Broadway. And he goes, uh, yeah? He said, well, this is the major leagues right here. I said, all right, cool. I said, but everywhere I step my foot in is a major leagues. I'm a major league player, dog. So don't matter where, whatever club I'm going to, I'm going to get better. He goes, all right, I feel you, right? Which basically reminds me of uh, like growing up JV, what well, junior varsity. I talk about junior varsity a lot because that's where I learned everything about myself. Sometimes when your friends are at like a varsity level, and that might be better than you skill-wise or anything else, Right? They just might be elevated because of anything else. you know. There's people at varsity when I was on JV that were not better than me at all, but I was sent down to JV. And it's a humbling experience when you know that you're varsity quality. But the thing is to just get better, right? To get better, get the most reps that you can. So Broadway and Greenwich Village comedy clubs are like B, B, right? They're B because... You're not gonna get the you won't get Chris Rock dropping or everything else, but they're great shows. They pack out every time and it's more tourists, and that's my home club. I love that freaking club. And I'm grateful for all the spots that they give me, and I freaking love it. That's my home club. So I'm gonna make it feel like a club. When I get there, you know, I'm showing love to everybody else, and that's where I got better. You know, I get freaking almost twenty spots over there, so I'm happy. So, um uh I got passed in the pandemic. In the pandemic, uh in Broadway to get past is by reference. And you have to do this thing called the industry room. Like, you got to bring some people. In the, but that's the only place in the city where it's a clear pass on how to get into the club. You do the industry room, boom, then you get into the club. You do great, you get residency. If you're really good, they pass you on the spot. That's how it works. But that's how it worked for me. So, all these other clubs, it's just like everybody lying. Everybody, you need two references. You need two references. Like you know, not lying, but you know, you two references at the seller. You need to have a TV credit. Like what they tell you, the references there at the stand. You need a reference. You need to be in front of the the booker. You need to do this. You need to do that. You know. But sometimes it's about just having faith, right? So I was at the talking to one of the bookers at this club, and I asked him. I was like, "Hey man, I sent my tape audition. I audition there. It did really well. I did it in the pandemic." He goes, "Oh yeah, you did." I was like, "Yeah, but nobody was like the bookers weren't like watching me." He goes, well, well, we'll get you back around. And I was like, all right. So I was like, well, you know, what are the steps? He goes, oh, whatever. So then it's how God works sometimes. I'm sitting there, and it's it's Easter. It's Easter, and I'm chilling. And I I play the stand all the time. Like, I like I love the stand. Like, all these clubs I go to, I freaking love them. You know, but sometimes when you're not passing a certain club, you can't hang out there a long time because, you know, I got to go. Like, I got other spots and stuff like that. So, um But it's still a great hang, regardless if I was past there or not. Like, I love going to the stand. It's like a place where me and my wife will sit down and have some pizza and stuff like that. And when I go on the Broadway, I go there. It's more like work, 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 right? Which is good. So I'm sitting there on Easter. And uh, I just did four shows. And I'm doing Three Monkeys, Three Monkeys, Sheba Mason show. She's another Florida girl. And side note about Sheba. Sheba has really turned her life around in comedy. Back in the day, she was known for, like, doing a lot of bringer shows. And now, during the pandemic, she created her own club. Her own freaking club, seven nights a week, two two shows on Fridays and Saturdays on the weekend. This is an amazing spot now, Three Monkeys Bar. If you ever in New York City, make sure you go support her. I do her show, then I run to Broadway, which is right around the corner. I do that show, which is great. And as I'm coming back, I'm talking to Chris Ryder. And I go, hey, man, and he was talking. I was like, oh, man, big city, big lights, man. Anything can happen in the city, man. Yeah, I was like, anything can happen, dog. Trust me, stay blessed, man. And as I'm leaving, little Matthew goes, Let's go to the stand. Let's go to the stand. Let's just walk around. Let's meet and greet. Because even though we're not past there, you still wanna let people see your face around. So to the comics that are coming up, even though if you're not past at that comedy club, if you don't work that club, sometimes you gotta go there so they can understand who you are. You know, it's like, all right, maybe they should know that you're a comic. You just not a dude just coming there for spots. I'm coming there as the community. So I'm getting there, I talk to the managers and general managers, hey, how are you, Chair what up good chair, good to see you. Oh you know, just having fun. And something happens where two comics don't show up, and they say, like, "Jerry, you want to do a guest spot?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I would love to do a guest spot." I freaking smash that mother, <laughs> smashed that that thing, and the dopest thing happened. The general manager, one of the just, just, just shouts me out. You know, she took the opportunity to shout me out, and it was just dope. And then after she shouted me out, like all these comics are hitting me up, like, "Dude, she never does this." I was like, "Man, well, I'm a happy Easter." And next year you know it, I got a real audition. And uh, I passed, and now, ladies and gentlemen, you can see me at the stand in New York City. You can see me at Broadway Comedy Club. You can see me at Greenwich Village. You can see me at Eastfield Comedy Club. Uh, yeah, and we loading up everything. Our goal is to get every single club, you know, and it's the goal is to keep moving on and getting better. But sometimes, like when things happen like that, you got to take time to pat yourself on the back. Because uh, sometimes I feel like I'm owed certain things, so I had to take a time. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, And my lady goes, No, Jarek, congrats. You wanted to get past this club. Now it happened. Take that time to like celebrate yourself. So I want to say thanks to everybody hitting me up and pass it there. And we'll end it with this. My friend sent me this quote. Her name is Jessica Clayton. She used to do stand up comedy, but we're still good friends. She sent me this. And I had to ask my friends, like, did she send you this too? Everybody.
1: There are those who achieve success relatively early, and we love those stories because they tap into the fairy tale of the American dream, you know? And capitalism loves those stories because they're easy to package. Ten under ten, thirty under thirty. They hit on this FOMO and our collective valuation of youth and beauty. But I'll tell you one thing about taking the long road. There's little more satisfaction than seeing people you've come up with. Crack through after years and years of invisible hard work. It's one of the most satisfying feelings I know. So if you are in that stage, if you're in the building stage, please remember to celebrate the small steps and strides of the ones around you.
0: So yeah, that was me. I was was like, oh man. I was like, I want to be passed at this club. And I freaking got passed at a room, which is good. My boy Cam hit me up and goes, yo, congratulations, This is huge. I was like, yeah, it is huge, man. So shout-out to The Stand. I'm past there. Shout-out to Broadway, Greenwich Village, uh, Grizzly Pear, all the clubs that I perform at, the Comedy Shop. I'm past it, like, what, seven clubs? Now I don't think there's, like, four more left to be passed in. And it's it's a long road, you know. It's a long road. Some people skip steps or whatever, which is cool. But my thing is I just want to be the best comic possible. And um, things are going well. Uh, I already sent my tape in for Just for Laughs, so God willing, praying that, you know, hear a lot of good news. And, uh that's that's what's going on in my life right now that's the Woody's roundup forgive me for not you know updating every single week but it was like these past two months i was really just trying to get down to it but if you are on our newsletter we have a newsletter that uh spread a thousand thousand like thousand five hundred people that read their newsletter and we tell you what's happening with my life and we do like a newsletter if you want to do the newsletter sign up through instagram if you want the newsletter um also uh if you're free make sure you go to the training day comedy show and this past week i won't be doing shows i'll be in toronto tomorrow tomorrow until sunday so we'll just be chilling in canada having a good time with these canadians but look my name is jared waters i'm a two-time wrestling champ and uh it's all about like you know take time to like celebrate yourself i realize like i don't do that you know sometimes i'm just like nah let's keep working head to the ground keep pushing but uh this week was a reminder just like yo man Good things come to those who wait. And, you know, sometimes in life you might be, it's like I think Chris Rock said it, like in a in a head of state. When you're running your race as horses, the reason why they wear blinders is because if you don't have a blinder, you're going to get caught looking at someone else passing you by or you get caught looking at someone else not going as fast as you. Instead of you just pulling your eyes and just moving forward. So uh, that's what we doing. Run your race, man. Run your race. Uh, love somebody. Hug somebody. uh Miss Rachel, her podcast coming up. Then after that, we're going to drop our four-part series with Garrett McCall. Uh, we've been editing that thing out for a while and taking stuff out and stuff like that. Then we got my girl Zubia Ahmad. Zubia Mon she's uh, from Bengali, comedian. Then we have my girl, Athir Yakub. She's from Palestine. So uh, we got a lot of people dropping on this podcast. So uh, if you know somebody, love somebody, hug somebody, this is the podcast. G-Double, take us out with that theme song, Pee Wee. So, folks, we're about to end this podcast. Then I looked down at my phone and realized I was getting the, my freaking cousin called. The one I called again and, and left a voicemail. Let's see what she said. Here we go. let me see if y'all hear.
1: Dear, dear cousin. Thank you so, so very much for my wonderful message. I love to receive your message every year. But thank you. I appreciate you. You're so silly. I so appreciate you. I hope to see you soon. i um should be back up over the summer sometime. But I hope all is well. I love you very, very, very much. All right. Have a good night.
0: Oh, until um Lady I said hi. Bye. All right, let's call her. Let's call her right now. We missed her. Let's see if she answered our call. Let's do it. Hi,
1: hey, cousin.
0: Hello madam, how are you?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: Happy birthday. Thank you. Did you enjoy your birthday? Thank
1: you, thank you.
0: It was okay. Oh, what did you do?
1: Worked. <laughs> 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 this worked, but it was fine. Blessed to see another one.
0: Blessed to be in the service one more time. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you for my phone call, my message. Anytime. I really loved
0: it. <laughs> well, we love you. That's why we called you to make sure you had a great birthday.
1: Thank you. How are y'all?
0: We're doing good. We can't complain. Mm-hmm. We're going to Canada tomorrow. Toronto. Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll be up there with the Canadians. Just out there <laughs> chilling to see what Toronto's like.
1: Oh, good
0: deal. How long are you going to be staying? Uh, till Sunday. To Sunday morning. We're not churching going to church with Canadians. I don't know if they love Jesus up there. So we're oh gonna, my God. We're going <laughs> to come right before Sunday. I don't know what they believe up there. So we're going to come to church on this soil. I oh, love Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. What about you when you're coming back up to New York? Um,
1: New York, probably. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be in Jersey. Remember, you were running Jersey. all over
0: the streets thinking there was mice everywhere? Huh? Remember, you were running all over the streets, running away from all those mice? It
1: <laughs> was a mouse. It was a everywhere. mouse, Jerry. <laughs> It was coming straight for us. <laughs> I saw it. It was coming uh,
0: straight for us. They're like, what's going on? I said, oh, she from the south. She ain't used to seeing these type of critters this <laughs> close. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. I'll be, I know I'll be in Jersey.
0: Hey, you're live on the podcast, one man, one tree in a hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I say, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, as I just want to say, man, you're the GOAT, man. You're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth got to break that thing over she wants it private but y'all not even together right
1: now so we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months and then i said uh, and i said uh-uh i'm the next jamar neighbors yeah. and she was up like i know that's right
0: <laughs> uh ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the podcast my name is jerry waters Catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.
1: Les quiero